passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome in here to the Friday Shootaround. I am Ryan Gilbert. He is former Wildcat Clint Stewart. A lot to talk about here today on the show. A lot has gone on, both on and off the court for Kansas State. Um, we're not going to get into the specifics with Naquan Tomlin's incident, but in terms of the X's and O's, losing a star player like that, uh, Clint will definitely dive into what K-State can do to sort of navigate its roster without Naquan Tomlin on it. As always, we are sponsored by Booth Creek Wagyu. Remember to elevate your tailgate this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagoo.com. Clint, um, simple question for you, man. How does K-State win games now officially without Naquan Tomlin on the roster? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a big, big blow um, to the team. But, you know, the good thing is um, have a chance to to already been playing without him, you know, obviously start this season. And um, I played some really tough games already and, and won some close ones, obviously, in overtime uh, the last three games. Um, I think – um, the experience that some of the younger guys have already gotten, you know, obviously is going to hold even more valuable. Um, and then hopefully they can uh, step up and, and fill that void. And um, like I said, it just means next guy up, you know, and, and that's that's the approach I'm sure uh, Coach Tang is having with the team. And um, and that's the approach the players have to have. You know, it's it's, it's an opportunity for uh, the next guy to, just to step up and, um, you, know, you know, and fill, fill the void that obviously losing a player of his caliber, um, you, you know, bring, brings to the team. So, 
It's tough. It's a tough blow. Um, but, you know, at the same time, um, you know, the only thing we can do is look forward and, and we look forward to the future. You got to just prepare for it the best you can and, and go out and play the best you can. Three straight overtime games for this team. That's the first time that's happened since 1964 for this program. We'll dive into those. Um, but is there one certain player on this roster, Clint, that maybe needs to step up more than anybody else? And I think it's Arthur Kaluma because he's he's got the ability to do a lot of the stuff that Naquan Tomlin did do, but but also being a superstar, right? There's only a finite number of guys on the roster uh, that really could, you know, step into that role of being the guy that gives this team a go-to, a, a timely bucket, be the go-to scorer when it's needed most. So is Arthur Kaluma, does he kind of have the most weight on his shoulders right now? Well, you know, I think it's going to be multiple guys. I think obviously Arthur, um, his ability to score the basketball, um, you know, he's a physical um, guard forward. Um, you know, I think he'll definitely uh, fill some of that void, especially from an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, defensively, I think uh, maybe David Nagesson can can use his length, uh, similar to how Naquan, you know, uses his length. Um, you know, and so maybe it's, uh, you know, a season where he, he gets even more minutes than, than what was expected. Um, but I think it's going to be, you know, multiple guys are going to step up. And, you know, and some, of, some of the young freshmen, you know, Michaela might get, get a, a bigger opportunity now, you know. And so he has to be ready to, 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 to get in there and play well, you know, when, when his number's called, um, you, you know. And so it, multiple guys are going to have to step up. You know, I don't want to put it all on, on Arthur, but obviously we know what Arthur can bring and, and, and the way he scores the basketball and physical and tough and, um, you know, is, is, he's a hard guard, man. I, you know, when you watch him play, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to guard him. So, so um, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be able to bring a, a lot of that energy that, that Naquan brought. This doesn't really come as a surprise. Jerome Tang mentioned how the, he was treating this like a season-ending injury. And so surely this staff now has had, honestly, Clint, a few months to sort of put this plan in place. This does not come as a surprise, like I mentioned. And I think that they have already learned really how to to play without Tomlin. Yeah, and that's the good thing. You know, like I said, it's it'd be a little bit different if, um, let's say, he was playing and then all of a sudden, you know, right. we just found this news out and now we got to try to adjust, right? And so the players have already adjusted. I mean, they've been playing, you know, without him uh, through the first part of the season. And so they've already adjusted to it, you know. Now, obviously, um, you know, when you think about it from a player standpoint, you're excited about, you know, hey, we're going to get him back at some point in time. Um, but, you know, now that that's not going to happen, you know, they, they've already adjusted, you know, how they're playing to, to playing without him. So um, hopefully, like I said, he's, Got to got to keep moving forward, and um, you know, got to put the guys out there that are that are on the team. They got to go perform, you know, and so it just gives everyone else an opportunity to step up. Hope you all can bear with us, Daphne or dude. One of the two is having a, a barking attack. I don't know if you can hear that, Clint, but we'll roll on uh, per usual here in the in the cats and dogs studios. But you know, Jerome Tang, this is uh, you know, this is where we find out here how good of a coach you can be to adjust, you know, because coming into the year, right. Uh, Tomlin was certainly poised to be a superstar in the Big 12. Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson were both gone, and he had the keys pretty much 15 20% of K-State's scoring points, rebounds, all that stuff. Very little of it returned from last year. And now without Tomlin, uh, it's, it's on to these newcomers to step up and, and make plays. But, Clint, I think we talked right you know, about this last week, how just it, it takes a, a team – time to gel together and get better as it progresses through a season 11 newcomers on last year's squad um and they go to the elite eight right now obviously k-state return pieces but colbert finister 
Um, and Manning, those three guys redshirted, right? So this team doesn't have much experience. Same thing goes with last year. So even without Tomlin, even with him, it doesn't matter. This still, this team still has its its goals set on on reaching the Final Four. They've said that. They've been outspoken about that before the season. And I don't think that that changes here, despite losing a superstar, despite a few losses early on in the year. Um, still should not be hitting the panic button. Yeah, I think we saw it. You know, last year, I think. Um, you, know, you can't put limitations on, on on this team, you know, and so, um, you know, obviously there, there's you know, areas that uh, we have to continue to get better at and continue to improve as the season goes on. As we get into the Big 12, where it gets even more gritty and more tough, um, you, you know, and where the scouting gets even 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 greater, you know, I mean, teams know exactly what you're going to do. Um, but I don't think there's any limitations on this team. You know, I think we have some really good pieces. Um, and, and like I said, those, those guys are going to battle every single day. They're going to move forward every single day, um, you know, and continue playing. And some of the guys, you know, as you mentioned, that are back. I mean, Cam Carter has, has really stepped up this year. You know, he's been he's been big and um, it just it keeps him in, in a role that he's obviously growing into and, and becoming more comfortable with, you know. And so hopefully he can just continue to excel and get better throughout the year. Um, I think Tyler Perry, you know, as we've seen, what he's been able to do as far as scoring and um, and assisting, you know, I think um, it kind of keeps him in, in a role that he's already starting to grow into um, and just get more confidence, you know, playing in the role that he's in. So, um, you know, I, you know, obviously it's a blow without Tomlin, but I, I think with the guys we have and, and the pieces we have, there's still no limitations. And so it's, uh, you know, Coach Tang preaches, you know, getting better every single day and um, that, that 1% better and, and continue to move on. And, and I'm sure that's what we're going to do. All right, Clint, three straight overtime games. It's great to win those games, especially in overtime, but should we be, I don't know, not alarmed, but frustrated, concerned that some of these games, and not the Villanova game, right? That's a, a really good opponent, but North Alabama and Oral Roberts, right? Those games should not be going to overtime, should they? Well, and, and you, when you think about playing at home, you know, where we have obviously our, our home court advantage and um, you'd like to see us win, you know, at, at least by double digits, you know, I think, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you, you know, if it's going to be an overtime game, it's going to be close, um, whether it's, um, you know, or Roberts, whether it's my son's fifth grade team uh, or whether it's Villanova, um, you, you know, I, you got you got to win, you know. And so at the end of the day, we won and much you feel a lot better about winning, you know, by, by one point. Um, or, or two points or winning in overtime than you do losing in, or, or losing in overtime. And so, um, you know, definitely there's there's areas we have to improve. You know, I think uh, that the players know it, the coaches know it. Um, we got to get, re- get get better as we uh, move, start to move into the Big 12 pretty soon, um, you know, and, and, and but you feel good about winning, you know, and I think you, you never want to get lost in, um, you know, maybe we didn't play our best, or maybe we don't look our best. Um, but if you find out, find a way to win, you know, I think that's a it's something that's that's hard to coach. It's hard um, for, for for some guys to to grasp. Like just when it gets down gritty, how do you win? How, how do we? How are we going to win? You know, and, and the players really have to dig deep and then and, and figure out. All right, are we all going to pull together and get that one stop? All right, do we remember back in the summer when we were you know running up and down hills and, and on the field and pushing weights? You know, on the football, do like that was what this is for. You know, and, and sometimes the players don't grasp that. You know, and and sometimes they do, and they say, all right, this is this is the moment moment that we have to step up and so it's been good to see you know that that we've stepped up in the moment you know when we when we needed to and then hopefully uh, we can get things clicking early so that we don't have to go into overtime uh, in our next game <laughs> i had asked jerome tang after the second overtime game earlier in the week and of course there was <clears throat> there was one more against villanova but 
you know, should anybody be frustrated with these these games? And if somebody is frustrated, what would your message be to them? But Tang just said, he said, like you mentioned, right? It's it's tough to win college basketball games. It doesn't matter how you win them. As long as you get wins, it's tough to win in college sports. And so, but he also went on to say how, again, like you, like you, you touched on, this is going to give them a valuable experience moving forward. When you're going up against a team that hasn't played in any overtime games or any close games, K-State can say, yeah, been here, done that. And the other team's going to be panicking like, okay, what do we do here? We've never been here all season long. That's it. You know, and, and experience is the greatest teacher. And so once you get that experience and being in those close games, no matter who the opponent is, um, you know, you find out, okay, we've been here. We, we know how to win. Um, we know what it takes to, to win. We know how uh, focused we have to be here in this last, you know, this overtime period um, to go get the win. And so um, it's a moment where, um, you know, I think as a player, you can kind of take a deep breath and relax and just go play, you know, and, and not be so tensed up and tight of like, uh-oh, 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 you know. And so uh, I think for our guys, um, you know, it's it's good experience, you know, early on, and uh, hopefully it'll bode us well as, as we move into the, the Big 12 season. Does much need to be said, or is it just understood? Or as a coach, would are you going to be, hey, if your team is going to overtime at Bartlesville, are you saying, hey, guys, we've been here before, we've done this, or – do you not even say anything because the guys just know? Oh, you definitely still reiterate it for sure. You know, okay. and, and uh, just just to breathe that confidence into them. You know, hey, this is we, this is nothing new for us. You know, and, and maybe if it's the other team's first overtime, you might even say that like they haven't been here, they haven't been where we're at. You know, and so uh, let's go show them what it's like. You know, and so um, it's definitely good to reiterate it and breathe that confidence into the players and just remind them because sometimes you know in the mix of of it all, they they might have forgotten like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Villanova. Yep. I remember. Yep. North. Yep. I remember. Okay. Or yep. I remember. Let's go. You know? And so um, it just gives that to gives the players confidence and, and stepping up and re- ready to play in that overtime period. I don't know if you're a sports better man, but hammering K-State to play in an overtime game here on LS against LSU on Saturday. It's gotta be free money, right? We'll start the right <laughs> game here later on second half, but it's gotta be free money, right? I, I mean, if I was a betting guy, I might have to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the the first half against Villanova was was pretty good. Villanova hit five of its first six shots from beyond the arc. And I don't know about you, Clint, if you were watching it live or you watched a replay, whatever you were doing. But I was sitting there going, oh, boy, you know, here we go. This is just one of those nights where the opponent can't miss. And obviously, K-State locked down on defense and forced Villanova into some, honestly, some pretty bad shots. So it seemed as if Villanova was living by the three and dying by the three, but K-State controlled a lead for, I believe, 32 minutes of that game. And again, that's great, but that's also where maybe some of that frustration comes in with it going to overtime when you had a double-digit lead in the second half, you let it slip away. So it's kind of a, a give and take there, take the positives and and learn from the negative, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you look at Villanova, they came out and shot it really well. And then even the second half, they came out the second half and made like yeah. four first five again, you know. And so yeah. we take that into account. I think they made a 11 threes or so on the game. I mean, they, they hit all of them in the first, you know, five, six minutes of each half. Um, and, and, and so when, when they came out and, and did that, it was, it was a, a more like maybe this might be their night. I mean, they might just, you know, just make every shot they, they, they throw up. But uh, luckily our defense – I thought logged down a little bit better. And we forced some turnovers too, especially on the drive. We did a good job of getting to the ball um, and being active with our hands. Um, and, and so so that was really good. And then, you know, I think hey, this is a game where, you know, obviously Arthur Kaluma had, had a 
fantastic game. I mean, he he just played um, played so hard, shot the ball really well. It was a bounce back game for him. You know, we look at how he shot it against uh, Northern Alabama to, to how he shot it against Villanova. I think it was one for 10 against Alabama and, and 10 for 13 against Villanova and just nine rebounds. I mean, just a gritty game for him. Um, and then you look at, you know, Tyler Perry didn't have his best game, you know, and, and, and we still found a way to win. You know, and so, um, you know, I think there's there's definitely learnings from it. Um, you know, uh, we we have to clean up some of our own turnovers. You know, I think, you know, uh, Tyler obviously had, had a really bad one at the end of regulation, kind of got pinned up on the on the sideline and, and didn't have anywhere to go. And they kind of took it out of his hands. You know, we would like to have gotten a, a shot up, you know, obviously. Um, so we just got to learn from those mistakes. But it was nice to see that we were able to find a way to win, you know, and when and when it mattered most, you know, Tyler had an off shooting night, but when it mattered most, what did he do? He came through and made the bucket, just like just like he's always done in his, his career. So, um, you know, it's it's nice having a senior in that position who's, who's you know, he's confident in himself. Um, we know he's not always going to have off shooting nights, and uh, we're hoping he can even bounce back and be better in the next week against LSU. Clint, we'll keep talking about this game against Villanova, breaking it down. What went right for K State down the stretch? But before we do, we'll take a quick break here on the Friday shoot around. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the PowerCat Podcast. Welcome back in here to the Friday Shootaround. I am Ryan Gilbert. He is Clint Stewart, as always, we're sponsored by Booth Creek Wagyu. Clint, let's pick up right where we left off. Was was uh, I got two analogies here. First of all, was what Tyler Perry's done, not only in the Villanova game, but a couple clutch shots this season. Is he the closest thing that we've seen to Marquise Noel in terms of his clutchness? So obviously he needs to find some consistency early on in games, but it, it seems like he's on the same trajectory that Noel was on early on in his K-State career under Jerome Tang. Yeah, well, I think um, you know the best thing about about Tyler, as we mentioned, I mean, he's been, been in these situations, you know, being a senior um, and I think I mentioned last time, you know, he, he played in a system where, um, you know, they were one of the lowest possession teams, you know, in NCAA. And so um, he's used to, you know, shot clock running down and having to make a play, right? Or, you know, end of a possession, end of a game and having to make a play. And so um, you can see that he, he's comfortable in those spots and he believes in himself, has a lot of confidence. And, and so his ability to, to step up, you know, when the team is counting on him and the team is needing him, um, I'm sure for him, he's he, he's. I want the ball in my hands. I'm Kobe in this moment, you know. I'm uh, I'm MJ in this moment, you know. And, and and he stepped up and has made some shots. So it's nice to see that, you know. And I think, um, you know, definitely, you know, as he just continues to get more confident and more comfortable, 
Um, as we saw with Noel last year, as he got more comfortable, I mean, as the season kept going on, he kept getting better and kept getting better. And by the time he looked up at it, he's flexing on Kentucky, you know, and then, right. and then in the tournament. And so, um, you know, I think the same thing's going to happen with Tyler. He's going to keep getting more comfortable and, and continue to get better throughout the year. You look at his stat sheet, uh, stat sheet in the first half against Villanova, one of five from deep, only three points. And so you you, you think, okay, he, he struggled, but Jerome Tang was actually, I mentioned it in the postgame press conference that he said he played incredible in the first half. And so just because a player isn't putting the ball through the net doesn't necessarily mean um, that they're having a bad game. Yeah, well, and, there, and there's so many so many things you can do, um, especially as a point guard, you know. And as a point guard, you got to lead yep. a team. You got to get them into the to the sets, get them into the offense. You got to play with a lot of pace. You got to set the tone defensively. Um, you got to make sure you're talking, communicating, you know, and 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 helping guys out, and encouraging guys. And so you know, there's so many other aspects of the game, you know, that uh, Tyler, especially as the point guard, can. Uh, can impact the game in so many different ways, you know, and, and so um, even defensively, you know, as a point guard, you're usually on the other point guard. And if we're going to be aggressive, you know, you're the head of the snake. Like I got to, I can go start the aggressive possession on, on the defensive end, you know? And so, um, you know, just because the ball doesn't fall, doesn't mean that you can't impact the game in other ways. Um, and then obviously Tyler, his position as the point guard and as a leader, you know, that that's what you would expect, you know, whether you're making or missing shots, um, you know, you have to still step up and you have to perform to the best that you can in other areas of the game. And, and I think that's what Tang was alluding to. As for Arthur Kaluma, is that the closest that we have seen in a, a single game performance to anything that Keontae Johnson did last year, just in, you know, taking over a game? I mean, it, it was, I, yes, it, yes. And, and it was amazing. You know, I, it, there was, I don't know, three or four minutes. I, don't, I can't remember how much time was left. And then they mentioned he had 26 and maybe his career high was 27. And, um, you know, I, I, was, I was like, he has 26. It feels like it feels like he has 40. Like, I mean, I was, mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he was just, he was, uh, you know, he, he was a man amongst boys, especially driving the basketball and being physical, getting to the rim. Um, you know, obviously made some three point shots as well. You know, he he just put together an all around a, a great game, you know, and it's just we needed it, you know, and so it's good to see him step up in that moment and play really well. And as I mentioned, you know, for him, it's kind of a bounce back game from a shooting night, you know, where he didn't shoot the shoot the ball very well against uh, North Alabama, but um, you know, he, he came back and was ready to play, you know, and and once again, he's a guy that's he, he's been around, you know, and so he, he knows that he's. Uh, you know, he's a good player. He believes he is a good player. And, and I think, you know, Tang's even said it before, you know, he, he's a first rounder, you know, and then draft pick. And that's what Tang believes. And so, you know, he sees it every day. And so um, I think Kaluma brings a lot to the team and he's going to continue uh, to get more comfortable as well, you know, under his first year under, under Coach Tang. And uh, we're going to keep seeing some great games by him. Day-Day Ames hovered around 20 minutes in this game, which is to be expected as he's just as a freshman, so mature on the court, but Michaela Bridge didn't play. R.J. Jones only played five, six minutes in this game. Um, this was, bluntly put, the the most hostile you know environment that they had ever been a part of. And so, you know, in the back of his mind, maybe hindsight, I I think Jerome Tang reading between the lines with what he was saying, probably wishes he would have played them a little bit more. But going into the game, are you okay with not playing your true freshman in a, a situation like this where they've never ever been in a in an atmosphere like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it, it, it's all about game flow, and and you know as the game kind of went on, and you, and Villanova is a physical team. Um, they have some strong guards. They have some big big guys inside, um, you know. And so you might think, well, you know, Michaela, he's he's physical. He can get out there and and play. But um, sometimes 
veteran physical is a little bit different than, than freshman physical, you know, and, and so it can be a, a little bit um, uh, just just a different feeling when you get out there and, and you're going against maybe a senior who's, um, you know, just as strong as you are and, and it just has a little bit more experience than you do. Um, and, and so you just got to make sure that it's the right situation as, as well. And it's not that you can't throw them into the fire and, and, and let them learn early. You know, I'm sure that's what Tang would, would like to do. But, um, you know, there's going to be times where you can do that. And there's times you say, you know, may, maybe not this game, you know, and I think this is a game where, where, where Tang just felt more comfortable uh, rolling out some of our veteran guys and, and giving them, the, you know, most of the minutes um, with the experience that they had against an experienced, you know, Villanova squad and, and obviously it worked out so so it's good is there one player and this could be perry or kaluma one of the stars or it could be a guy like finister manning colbert you know guys that don't play as much is there one guy that you think this staff should really be challenging to to play better that there's a lot more to show than what he's played through the first nine games of the season yeah well you know finister which you would hope he would be able to bring and, and help us is be able to shoot the basketball, you know, from, from the outside. Um, you know, I think we've had a few games where we haven't shot it well, you know, and, and when we need, um, you know, someone to just, just be able to extend the floor a little bit more, you know, if Kim Carter's off or Tyler Perry's off or Kluma might be off, you know, is there someone that can really step up and, and, and make some outside shots? So, um, you know, maybe this is an opportunity that, that he gets in, you know, a few more minutes here or there and, and can step in and, and make a shot from the outside, um, you know, but it, it's it's really going to take you know I think everyone kind of stepping up you know everyone's going to have to continue to, to elevate their game um, because it's going to get it's going to get tough you know and, and some most of these guys haven't played in the Big Twelve yet you know right I mean um, you know I, I love Creighton I love what their schedule is but uh, Big Twelve is the best basketball you know I love North North, uh, North Texas and then with them but Big Twelve is the best basketball you know and so. Um, you know, everyone's going to have to try to elevate their game as, as we're heading into the Big 12 and, and heading into um, some some true battles and, and some true uh, on the court fights, <laughs> you know, um, or it's just physical every single night. And, and, and coaches that we have the greatest coaches in this conference. And, and so it's it's literally a chess match every single night. So everyone's got to step up. Any concern with the game coming up on Saturday against LSU with everything that's happened off the court recently over the last couple of days with Naquan Tomlin, any concern of this, this team not being locked in for this game? Well, you would hope that, um, that, that we can use this fuel to the fire, right. And then kind of fuel us to, uh, to, to play even better. Right. And then it becomes a, you know, play, play for Naquan type, type of moment. Um, and then we don't, we don't use it as like a distraction to our focus, um, you, you know, and, and, and how we, are supposed to go out and, and prepare to go in and, and obviously go win the basketball game. So um, for the players, you know, it, it can go one or two ways, you know, and, and we really won't know until, until, you know, the game starts and, and we're halfway through the game and then how do we respond, you know, or uh, the game's over, how do we respond, you know, but it's definitely a moment that, that you can use it and hopefully the players are using it and saying, Hey, we got to go play for Naquan. He's one of our brothers. Um, you know, obviously he's not going to get a chance to be out here with us. Um, but so let, let's go leave it all on the floor for him. K-State's been out to Vegas, been out to the Bahamas, but never a true road game yet this season. I don't know, LSU is not going to be anything crazy, but again, that's another opportunity for this team to to grow and get better and learn how to play on the road because in the Big 12, you've got nine of those games. 
Yeah, yeah, and you got to win on the road. You got to protect the home court, and you got to go what we call steal some on the road. Um, you know, and there's the, every place in the Big Twelve. You know, no matter where you go uh, on the road, is it's hard. It's hard to win. Period. It's really hard to win on the road. You know, and so. Um, this is just more experience, you know, ho- hopefully, as we mentioned, you know, m- maybe some of the some of the younger guys get a, a few more minutes, depending upon the game flow, um, just to try to prepare them for what's to come down the road as, as well. Um, but, you know, we got to be locked in and, and got to be focused and, and we got to go get it, you know, and so it's a it'll be a real good road win for us if we can, you know, go to LSU and, and you know, SEC team and, and beat them on the road. It'll be a good stepping stone, you know, as, as we continue to move on. Um, Bob Marley's everything will be all right. Every little thing will be all right. was playing. I don't know if you saw that in K-State's locker room after the win over Villanova. Is that kind of, and this was before Tomlin was officially uh, dismissed from the team, but is that kind of where this team's at right now? Just after everything that's kind of gone on, take a step back, you know, everything will be okay. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, that, that's a good, a good song to be playing, you know, even at, at this point in time. Um, and, and, you know, I think they've shown it. I mean, we've, you know, we, we've obviously, you know, dropped a few early, you know, a lot of t- tough one against Miami, um, but we were able to show that, Hey, we can play with them. We came back, you know, that they didn't go off in the first half and we didn't, you know, play as bad as we did in the first half, then we would have been right there to, to win. And, um, you know, obviously we've had some really tough ones, you know, and, and this Villanova game was a tough one, but we found a way to win, you know, our two previous than that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been as tough, but they were, and we found a way to win, um, you, you know, and so, everything's going to be all right. I, I, I like that. And uh, I, I didn't see that in the locker room. I wish I would have saw that. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that's a good good model to, to continue to, to move on to and a good song to listen to as they, you know, obviously don't have any Naquan anymore. So we just got to keep moving forward. Everything's going to be all right. Continue to prepare the way they've been preparing. Continue to, you know, step up and practice every single day the way they've been doing. And, hey, we've already been doing it this way. So um, let's keep moving. We've touched on a lot of players here you know, areas for guys to get better, stuff like that. But going up against LSU on Saturday, is there anything that, that you specifically just want to see an improvement in, in certain areas and anything like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've we got to take care of the basketball. You know, I still think there's uh, – at times we have too many turnovers. Um, you know, we can't be uh, careless or have live ball turnovers. You know, as far as if we take care of the basketball – you know, we're going to have to make some outside shots. You know, we can't go three for 18 like like we did two games ago. Um, we've got to, got to be locked in to make some outside shots. Um, and I, I'd like to see, you know, uh, I tell you, I love what Day-Day Ames brings. Um, I'd like to see him have a good game uh, going going in against LSU, whether, you know, he plays 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25, whatever, you know, coaches feel is kind of best. Uh, but, man, I'm just – I'm so impressed with, with his confidence in himself. You know, he came in – as soon as he came into the game against Villanova – walks in shoots a three makes it you know uh late in the game at 66 to, to 63 in overtime and then it's a it's a moment where you say if we don't score here and they go down and score you know, that could be a big moment in, in the game um and and you know we run he gets the ball on, on the right side and there's some action run on the left he just all right i'm driving and taking it and drives it middle snatches back between his legs gets to the rim gets fouled and makes his two free throws you know and so i'm just i'm really impressed with, with what he's been doing and i'm hoping he uh continues to step up because I think he's going to be big for us, uh, especially as teams try to, you know, take Perry out of the game or start denying Perry the ball. You know, we're going to have to have a day-to-day as a second ball handler to bring it up and get us into our offense, and then hopefully he can continue to grow um, to give us a, another option. K-State's overall points per game this season is very – it's pretty high. But, that I mean, you've also played a lot of overtime games, so maybe that number gets a little inflated. But 
Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on the pace that this team is playing at. Are you satisfied with it, or do you think that uh, maybe things should be slowed down or even sped up more, or does it kind of just depend on a matchup-by-matchup basis? Yeah, I think it's matchup-by-matchup. I think what you see, though, too, is um, it's a lot easier to score the basketball in in, in non-conference games where – teams might not know each other as well or know the coaches as well and, and, and kind of what they do, what they run and systems. Um, and then you get in the big 12 and it, it becomes a little bit different. Um, and, and, and it's a little bit more, you know, dogfight, um, you know, and maybe it's a little bit lower scoring games because of, uh, you know, just, just coaches, know coaches, they know systems and they know everything you run and they have every play call you, you have and, and everything just becomes a little bit tougher. So, um, you know, I expect, I think we're scoring over 80, 81 points per game right now. Um, you know, I expect as, as we move into the Big 12, that's probably going to drop into the 70s, mid-70s, low 70s, um, you know, and, and, and that's okay. I like the pace. Uh, I think we still want to push it as much as we can. we got guys that can get out and run. Um, our bigs can run. So I think that that's really good. And if you can play fast now, it'll become easier to, to slow it down when we have to in the Big 12 versus like playing slow and then trying to speed up, you know, and so – um, I think that that's a good philosophy to take. I, I believe it has as well as play fast. I can always slow it down when I need to, right? So, um, so that's good. Glenn, I don't know what you got planned for Saturday, but give yourself about three, maybe three and a half hours for this one. It's not, it's not going to be over in two. I can guarantee you that much. It's going <laughs> over time. I agree. I, I think uh, that's, that's the way it's been. So I got to prepare for that. Right. Yep. Right on, man. Um, that'll wrap things up here on the Friday shoot around, Clint. I appreciate it as always. We'll be back next week to break down Kansas State and LSU. But other than that, I'm Ryan Gilbert. He's Clint Stewart. We appreciate you guys listening and watching uh, this edition of the Friday shoot around. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. He is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.